Oh, you thought I'd leave you waiting, but not for too long. It's Amen, Brother Ben, the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus. We got some catching up to do. And I realized that those of you that may be listening later, which is what happens, I've noticed a lot of times, is a lot of you catch these episodes not on the day of, but later on. It's understandable, but um, I don't know if you remember in the last episode, I told you I was going to be heading out of town for a couple days. And my full intent was that I would be able to find a place with enough signal to do some Psalms devotionals. We're in summer in the Psalms still and try to do some of those devotionals from the mountaintop. But the mountaintop has no signal. I thought it was going to be improved where I was, but it it wasn't. I think this is like the second time I've done that. Gone up to the mountains and uh, not been able to do a podcast. But I got to spend some time in the Psalms myself and got to enjoy some time with the family. So it was really cool. Thank you all for being patient. We're going to double up our episodes for the rest of the week and do two at a time um, to make sure that we're all caught up for the week. You'll still get into day 22 is what I'm recording today. Psalm 73 and 74 of Summer in the Psalms. Uh, This is the start of book three of the Psalms. Psalms made up of five books in case you forgot or didn't know. Uh, Psalm 73 through 89 are book three. And these are what's called Psalm Psalms of Asaph. Now there's just in case you're wondering, it's nothing really to do with what's actually in it, but there's a, there's some different opinions on what that means. Was there a dude named Asaph? Some people think so. Uh, also that's, that's, uh, apparently something that could have been just a name for the temple singers and worshipers. Um, so, or it could have been someone just transcribing what David or some other person wrote down, whatever it was, it was inspired by God. It's in the Bible and it's, uh, fruitful and useful for us. And a lot of different things. And so uh, 73 and 74 is what you should be reading today. There's a little, little bit longer Psalms, so we're only going to do two. Um, but I wanted to look specifically at 73 today real quick because I wanted to get into how relatable this Psalm is. Um, the author of the Psalm kind of goes through a range of emotions. He's doubtful. He's angry. Well, he starts off actually pretty worshipful. And then he goes into doubt and and anger and jealousy. And then he repents of that. And then he he gets humility and joy and thankfulness by the end. Um, This, a lot of people think that these Psalms are written down post exile. So God's people were sent into exile and uh, their their whole lives turned upside down. And so there was probably a lot of uh, struggle the struggle bus was in full force back then. And so that's a lot of people think that that's about the time that some of these Psalms that you're going to be reading this week or have been reading. If you're, hopefully you've stayed the course and read this maybe already. Um, but I, I, there's a couple of things that really stick out. Um, in, in verse 13, uh, the psalmist says, did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Did I keep myself innocent for no reason? I get nothing but trouble all day long and every morning brings me pain. I've had multiple people come and tell me over the years, you know, that I've tried to counsel with and they've said, you know, I tried to do the right thing and it just wasn't working out for me. Like it wasn't getting the results that I wanted that I thought and so I'm done doing, I'm tired of keeping myself pure. 
I didn't say that, but it was basically what they were saying is I'm tired of avoiding sin. I'm tired of obeying God because I'm not getting the results that I want. And therein lies the problem. And it's sort of a catch-22 that I, I get it. If you have a skeptical heart, this may be like, well, you're just creating this, this circle that I can never uh, explain away. But we can, I shared this on Sunday, we can do the right things for the wrong reasons. And this is a prime example of that is when you get the mentality that I'm going to do right, I'm going to I'm going to change my behavior for a specific outcome. This is a uh, quid pro quo as the saying goes. It's a tit for tat. It's a god, I will do this for you if you do this for me. And that there's a problem with that, right? Because while God does um he does reward those who obey, um Part of our obedience is loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And loving God whether we have trouble on this world or not, whether we get everything we want or not. And so if it's that easy for you to bail on righteousness, to bail on obedience, because you're not getting the outcome that you wanted, you're getting more struggle than you think you deserve, you're getting more trouble than you think uh, you know th- that you can handle, and therefore, because, because God's not honoring his end of the deal, you're bailing, that's just proof that you are not doing it for the right reasons. God wants your heart. He wants your worship. And yes, he does bless, but sometimes his blessings are eternal and they're not temporal, which means here on this earth, right? God has already done everything he needs to do by saving you from from the judgment that you deserve, from giving you life, A, and then saving you from hell, which you so richly deserve. He's already done more than he has to for you. And so we have to be careful because we get, again, I, I've been there. I've fought with those those feelings. Like, did I, am I doing this right thing? Like, to keep myself pure for, for this? God's going, no, not for the results, not for this... Um, I'm not, I'm not your, you're not an employer and I'm not your, and I'm not just your boss where that's a contractual thing. I'm your heavenly father. I'm your savior. And, and so our relationship should be a little different. All right. And, but guess what? This is the thing is we all kind of have those thoughts and those, those moments, but then the psalmist kind of brings himself back around to it. Um, and then in verse 17, it says then, so he's having, he's trying to wrap his head around how all this terrible stuff is happening. And then in verse 17, it says, then I went into your sanctuary, O God. And I finally understood the destiny of the wicked. Truly, you put them on a slippery path and send them sliding over a cliff to destruction. He's saying, look, it may not, I finally get it. Listen, you do not let these things go unpunished. Nobody is getting away with it. And, and all it took was getting back into the sanctuary of God, getting into the presence of God. Now, we know that that gives us connotations of church. And by the way, that's a great place to find the presence of God. God's presence is manifested more, not in just a building with a steeple, or heck, our church doesn't have a steeple, right? So that doesn't count. 
right? That's not what makes God's presence there. It's his God's the gathering of what the the, the biblical word ecclesia, which means just the, the church as in a group of people, a body of people. That's where God's presence is. And so I that's why I can't understand why so many people run away from church when they're struggling and they're having a hard time with God, when you should be running to it so that you could experience God's presence even more powerfully. Uh, and and then he, but he ends it right in Psalm 73. It says, but as for me, how good it is to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my shelter, and I will tell everyone about the wonderful things you do. You see, even in the struggle, even when things aren't going right, as long as you land here, right, don't, I'm not saying feel guilty about these thoughts that, that may creep in, but take those thoughts of what you uh, what you are owed and what God ought to be doing for you captive and you run back into his presence. You're going to be like, man, it's just so good to be near God and he will be your shelter and you can tell everyone what he's doing for you. That's amen, Brother Ben, for today, day 22, Psalm 73 and 74. Back to read the next couple Psalms uh, here real soon. Hope you'll tune in and continue on with us in summer in the Psalms on Amen, Brother Ben.